At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is your moment your time to shine your comeback you're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The following is a presentation of the College Athletes Network. Who would you least want on the free throw line? Three seconds left, down one. Wow. Drew Timmy or Anton wow. Watson? That's a crazy <laughs> question. I mean, you gave me two options. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gimme Timmy podcast. This is episode 15. I got Drew Timmy with me. You guys got me with you, Noah Bono. Happy to be here. We're on iHeartRadio, College Athletes Network. Drew, what's up, baby? Uh, you know, man, excited for episode 15. If you guys forgot, make sure to write a review, leave a star, interact with the podcast somehow, some way, good or bad. We love it all. And new holiday, so it's no longer the Cupid era. Is Easter the next holiday? Easter's the next one up, man. Hey, yeah. if you if you want if you want some good candy or maybe a couple of dollars in your next Easter egg, then you guys know what to do. Let, let, let me just clarify what Drew means when he says interact with the podcast, okay? Because he says that a lot. <laughs> what he means is go follow the podcast page on Instagram and Twitter. We've got video highlights of us um, throughout every show. That That's what he means by interact. That's why we're pod, a good okay? duo. You... I throw you a soft. I throw the softball, and you take that out of the park. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good. Sometimes more, more often than not, I'm throwing you the lobs, and you're 360 windmilling. But I, I do, I did a good job punching that one home. Anyway, we do got a juicy episode in store today. We got a double, double Gonzaga guest. We got Julian Strother coming up after this first break. We got Anton Watson joining us later on. Um, both of Drew's current teammates, teammates the last couple of years. So. Stay tuned for that. All right. Let's start off with something something crazy, bro. All right. This was brought to my attention. And there's this crazy article on The Athletic. What's the name of it? The article is College Basketball Coaches Dish Anonymously on the Big East, Pac-12, SEC, and more. And they obviously get down to Gonzaga and just didn't really have many nice things to say. Here I go. Quote, their biggest problem defensively is they don't have Chet Holmgren to mask all their deficiencies. Their guards 
have a hard time guarding the ball. So you're able to get downhill on them. And then they're not great athletes at the rim. Drew Timmy is an elite scorer, but he might be the worst pick-and-roll defender in the country. Offensively, you have to crowd him, put length on him, and get him off the box. Blah, blah, blah. They go on to whatever. What the hell is that, man? <laughs> I ain't going to lie. That's a crazy statement. Now, I'm no Chet Holgram. I've never said I am or nothing. But, like, the worst in the country, like, that is crazy. Crazy. Like, that's just like, bro, whoever said that was just like, let's just look up a Drew Timmy stereotype and just fucking add to it. Because <laughs> that's crazy. There's no way. I'm, there's no way. There's just no way. And my and I, my defense has gotten better too. Like we can like feed the narrative all we want, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm the best defender, but I've gotten better. And you know what I'm saying? I'm just like that's a crazy statement. Probably a butt hurt coach. I got a lot of buckets put on his head. Oh, dude, I, I I just think it's such an exaggeration and just such a bad statement because it's like, yeah, Drew Timmy's a worse pick and roll defender than you know the backup center on an NEC team. Come on. I'm a, I mean, I'm a solid defender. I'm not the great. I'm solid. I, listen, I've I've been saying this to you. I've become biased towards your game. However, I do try to watch it just with an open mind on what your you know proficiencies and deficiencies are. Are you the best defender? No. You know you're not. However, are you the worst? God, no. God, <laughs> no. You're not even fucking close to being the worst, man. So, like... I've said this multiple times, like when a guard switches on to you, it is not just like feast. It's not like we're blowing by him, scoring at the rim. Like a lot of times you do a good job putting your body on guard, sliding with them, turning your hips and making them play off two and pivot and make a decision. I see that a lot when I and, and I, I think you're right about feeding this narrative about like, let's just keep piling it on that Drew Timmy's a shitty defender. He can't guard. He can't guard. And it's like, guys, like. The worst defender in the That's country? crazy, bro. Go that, to hell. The worst. Like, it'd be like he's an average defender. I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Like, it's still a little bit of a shot, but it's cool. But the worst, the, the, not not like a bat, the worst. Like, that is so crazy. That's what I mean. It's, a, it, it's beyond an over-exaggeration. But in your opinion, what do you think, like, they're watching about the pick-and-roll coverage in particular that would make them even say that? I will say, like, there's sometimes in a game I am tired and, like, I'm not up to the level of my ball screen. So, like, sometimes the guards do get an edge, like, going downhill. And obviously, I'm no Chet. I can't block a shot and protect a lob. Like, I, I, that's a fair that's a fair statement, like, for someone to say. But, like, the worst? Like, like not, not just bad, but the worst. You know how many, like, uh, yeah. big men are in college basketball? Like, Probably a thousand. Yeah, well, that's what I said to you. I'm like, take the take the backup big that's playing ten minutes a game for an NEC school, which is like one of the worst conferences in the country. Or how about an American East school? One another, one of the worst conferences in the country. Like, all of their big men are significantly worse than you. They're not even in the same realm as you as a pick and roll defender. So it's like, that's why I just don't like the the exaggeration. It was like to it was really to bolden their point. Like that's why they said that, and it, yeah, it just was a poor, nah. poor attempt. It's a good thing that art that article is like anonymous, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing that oh, articles. Yeah. I respect the the anonymity. You know, I guess An anonymity. But you were close. thank you. I'd yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was never great. said words are my strong suit, but. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, you could definitely get away saying shit like that when you keep your name anonymous. All right, let's 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 go back to the positive stuff because we like, like we're whatever. a positive podcast. It's a positive pod, a PP. It's Hell like yeah. we, we don't need that shit. We wanted to address it though because what the mm, insane exaggeration that was just unnecessary. Let let's go to the the better. Yeah, bro, stuff, I was dude. just blowing me like that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Last two games, killing it. 19 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. W at home versus BYU. Baby Luca. Against San Fran. Baby Luca. Yeah. <laughs> Triple-double watch, man. Triple-double watch. It was good. 63% from the field. Took a three-pointer. I think you nailed a jumper, too. A little huh? pull-up jumper. Two. You know, pump oh, fake, one dribble pull-up. Two games in a row, smacking jumpers. The first game was San Fran. You had mm-hmm. the little mid-post baseline. The German fake. Jesus impersonation. The My dirt, God, bro. <laughs> we, we were just we had Dan Dickow on that week of the pod, and we were talking a little bit about Dirk. And you just, you know, you went to your back. I had to. Like I'm, I'm going to. And it. I, I think the listeners don't know how much Noah talks to me for like 50 minutes after we do our podcast. We always talk, and like probably 30 minutes of it is just like, bro, shoot some fucking jumpers. So I, <laughs> I hear you, Noah. I got you, man. I hear you. Bro, they look good, bro. And I just think, like, take a load off. Not every play has to be this. I'm going to the basket and I'm going to, you know, exert all my energy on every drive. You got to switch it up. And I think you got a good enough jumper. It's just that Zag fans, they ain't, and more coach few, they ain't used to it. It's kind of like so you, what Ton said earlier, though. Like, you got to kind of just, you know, play within the system and stuff. Like, we kind of alluded to that later yeah, on in the pod. Absolutely. That's great. That's a great point, Drew. And those were great. They, they were real, like, just. It was fun to see you guys interact, and obviously you guys are in the middle of the middle of the trenches of this season <laughs> right now, just going through it. And we touch on all that, just about how much of a grinder the season has been and, and just what both of their expectations are um, and what they think you guys can do to make a run. And then just some stuff individually with each of their journeys. Um, so that, that, was, that was cool to get to talk to both of them in the same episode. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, especially like for Zag fans, like you're going to want to hear like their their thoughts and what they have to say about just – us making a run and everything like that. It's kind of cool because I bet y'all get, you guys get tired of listening to me every now and then about what I have to say. So it's nice to get a different viewpoint on the situations. Yeah, facts. And and just, you know, we started off with a little negative comment, but, like, just a lot of positive vibes here. Like, <laughs> yeah. teammates, came, teammates came on. You guys ripped two big wins last week. You played fantastic. And not to mention the, the Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. So as a Cowboys fan, I'm sure you're probably, you're uh, probably cheesing last it night. It made me happy, bro. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted, I don't really care for the Chiefs, but like, it's just one of those things that like, I just, I can't cheer for Philly. And it's also one of those things like, I'll never cheer for the Seahawks just because like, I'm in the middle of Seahawk country. Like, I just, I can't. Wow. Big big Spokane guy going on record that he he can't deal with. Seahawks no, it's it's fans. been known. I've never hidden oh. that fact from anyone. I'm just saying, like, I, it's just one of those things. Like, unless the Seahawks played the Eagles or something, I'd cheer for the Seahawks. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, I respect Philly. Like, they're a good team. Like, obviously, like Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback and everything, but like, I just can't do it. Yeah, what a I just baller. Can't. What are two things about the Super Bowl? Where did you watch the game, and what did you think of that late holding call that kind of you know solidified the game? Uh, I watched it at my bro's house. Uh, my man Cole, you know, he's got a nice little cribbo that we popped up to. And um, honestly, uh, welcome to Cowboys Nation. Um, we deal with that shit oh all the time. God. These bad calls and everything, it happens. Um, I'm just glad that another franchise is able to just understand that pain and suffering of Buddy, what it feels like. Would you I give it a rest? It was a miscall. 
No, I'm saying I sympathize with Eagles fans about that. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> with the long soliloquy beforehand about all guess, the Dallas fans. I guess Roger this. Goodell just does not like the NFC East. That's. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. Unless it's the Giants, because they, they'll 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 win two ridiculous Super Bowls against the Patriots four years apart. That's insane. No, well the Eagles beat the Eagles won that Super Bowl recently. They beat the Patriots too. Maybe I don't they just who they played. They did play the Patriots. The Eagles beat the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, that was the Nick Foles Super Bowl, right? The Nick Foles yeah, here. Yeah. 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 yeah interesting. Yeah. I figured you'd have a little bit of a nice take on that because why would you like the Eagles as a Cowboys fan? You got to respect it. Um, also, one thing I wanted to bring up to you uh, before we get to Julian and Anton. Um, Alabama ranked number one now in this week's poll, kind of jumped over Purdue. Probably good to know, like, all right, that's the number one ranked team in the AP polls, and, you know, we beat them. You also have had the toughest schedule, too. But, like, you beat Alabama, and you you beat them pretty good. I mean, yeah, they're they're a really good team, obviously. I mean, they're number one for a reason. But, I mean, like, it is nice to know that we beat them, but I just think it speaks to just how wild college basketball is this year. I mean... I guess, like, we could say Purdue looked like they were by far and away the number one team. And then, like, you know, they they lost to Northwestern, which, I mean, I think it just shows, like, how wide open college basketball is this year and how kind of crazy this whole year has been where, like, everybody's seeming to beat everyone. So I think it's going to lead up to a very interesting and fun march. And if someone got a perfect bracket this year, I that would be, that'd be crazy with how crazy this season has felt playing against a bunch of these top teams. Because even, like, some of the games we lost, like they really could go either way. It just, yeah, it's like March type games. Like everyone's losing in close games. It's blowouts, and then the next game, like we blew this team out, and that team beat that team by thirty. Then that team beat us. Like it's just like a yeah. bunch of crazy stuff like that's going on. So it's a pretty wide open landscape, I would say. Dude, I mean, if you look at it, like I think you guys are ten and two in the WCC right now. Like, part of me feels like you could be like. I don't know, six and six, if a couple of those early ones, (laughs) right? Like, if you lost to BYU, if you lost to San Fran on the road, Santa Clara, like, some of those games, dude, could have easily just slipped. You guys could be, like, a clean six and six in the middle of the pack. That'd be insane. Well, yeah, I'm saying we could easily be a first, last four in team as we are, like, you know, a but I don't know what we would even be, but like maybe like a top four seat at this point. I'm not really sure how that yeah. works. But like, they got you projected as like a top four right now. Pro- like yeah, a four, so it, uh, as a four seed is what. You yeah, yeah. Like but right I just now. think like it just shows like how crazy this season's been for every team. Like no team has been able to like definitively be like the number one team except for Purdue for that long stretch that they had. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Um, you did. You lost a bet to Sean Farnham. Um. And you had to wear that crappy 49ers jersey. I all love to Sean Farnham, but he, I think he said he was supplying you with that jersey. He what, did supply me with that. Yeah. What was I mean, that? You, you couldn't even tell it was a 49ers jersey. Where did he, did where have, he pull it, that he said, from? It, I mean, it was a Steve Young jersey. Like, it had Young on the back. I think it was his son's or something, he said. Okay. But, like, thank God it didn't have any, like, <laughs> yeah, you 49ers bullshit on it because I was going to be sad. So, like, he low-key did me right by not giving me like a real Dude, 49ers jersey but if i if i was him i would have went and just paid a hundred bucks for a like a brock purdy jersey or a <laughs> christian mccaffrey jersey and made you throw that like a nice ass i would have been Niner sad jersey. bro i would have been like this shit's going i don't even have a fireplace but i would literally get in my room <laughs> and craft one out and light that bitch in there <laughs> what, what was the bet again i don't remember the bet it was like if the cowboys won 
he was going to have to wear a Cowboys jersey oh, for his okay. whole like ESPN segment that he had. Okay. And mine was the video and like obviously like coaches versus cancer is a great cause yeah. and everything. So I was like that's yeah. an that's an easy bet. Like we ended up losing. I was like I'm fine with it like yeah. even though we lost. <laughs> no, the co- the cause was great. It was just funny to see you in that little 49ers jersey. <laughs> that was almost a crop top. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, what is this? I was like god. <laughs> um all right, we got some cool stuff coming up, I swear to God. I know we didn't really tell you guys a lot about what's... Well, we talked a little bit about Julian Just a Anton. tad, but it's just a, a little tad. teaser. Like, you can't give away too much, then it's like, yeah, yeah we heard all of it. No, it you don't get the good... meat and potatoes till later. Yeah, and it's coming right up. It, it, was just, it was a fun time getting to you know pick both their brains separately. It's hard to do a podcast with four people uh, at the same time remotely, so we thought it would be nice to just do them separately um, and give you guys just a loaded up Gonzaga podcast. Like, we'll, this is loaded with Zag stuff, so... Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. We enjoyed it. Um, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Julian Strawler. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. All right, we're back on the Gimme Timmy podcast, episode 15. Drew Timmy, Noah Bono. Drew. Guys, it's Easter. Easter's coming up. So, you know, if you want to get some, like, good candy or some money and your the easter eggs that you find make sure you interact with the podcast like subscribe write a review leave a star but apparently when i say interact i have to say like follow the actual pages and stuff so like mm-hmm. follow the pages that at uh gimme timmy pod on twitter and instagram indeed and now let's welcome in my man julian strother julian my guy welcome into the show man glad you could hop on the pod hey man appreciate y'all having me on here all right first off julian let Explain the rebound rebounding challenge that you and Drew have. He said all you guards are stealing boards from him. He got, he does the box out, and then you guys just run in and steal it. Like, what's what's the challenge? What's the truth behind this? Yeah, you know he's not necessarily lying. 
I think I think I'm there's not. there's some truth to what he's saying. Like I got the coaches in, in one ear telling me like I have to crash the glass. Like I'm six seven, I have to act like it. Like that's the big thing that I hear all the time. Like I'm six seven, I gotta act like I'm six seven. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna crash the glass every time. So especially like early in the season, Drew's in there battling with Oscar Shibway and you know, they're in a fist fight basically. So why not just run in there, go high point the ball? And let's get out. But as of recent, Drew's taken over completely. Like at the beginning of the year, yeah. I, I was definitely like leading that, but I'm like, I fell off crazy. Like it's bad. <laughs> nah, bro. He learned this shit from Joel, man, because Joel was the king of that. He would just like run full head of steam, and then he would just like jump off one leg. And Julian's mastered that technique. So I was like, all right, like we're done with this. Like I'm. I don't care if it's you, bro. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna truck you or something because you're taking my easy boards away from me. <laughs> nah, he's definitely grabbing all of them now. Whether he got like take them, tip them to himself so that like I can't get it or like what, but I can't get no boards no more. I'll be. Tr- I, I try my best to make sure I get them, not you now. <laughs> you're getting like at least four a game. Like you're not getting anything under four. Nah, I mean, you've yeah. had a couple games. Yeah, right now I think I'm at like six and a half, but like. The whole non-conference, I was like eight, like leading the team in boards. But Drew ran away with it. And nah, before <laughs> before we skip on, Drew's been cheating on the rebounds too because there was a point where he was missing layups and getting his own rebounds on the, <laughs> on the possession, like yeah. three or four of them, and then just running up the rebound number. So it looked bad. You got to pad your stats. I mean, I if you're, if see, like, if I'm going to give you the pocket, then I got to do what I got to do to I get, respect you. you know what I'm saying? I respect you. I respect <laughs> Yeah. While on the topic of just playing with Drew, like, in, in this little, like, game you guys have, I think you're at 6.6. I don't know how many Drew's averaging. He's probably in, like, the seven range. So you still got some time. But, like, what it, what has it been like just playing alongside Drew last couple of years? Like, he's, he's ball heavy. You know, you got to get that motherfucker the ball. But, like, <laughs> you got to figure out a way to get yours, too. Nah, like, it's it's good playing with Drew, especially as a, a spot-up guy, like a spot-up shooter. You know, I'd like – Drew's going to get his 20, 25 points a game, and they're going to double-team him, like, five, six times where where he can't get a shot up. So he's going to swing it out to me, and I'm going to get open look, clean look every time. So it's been good to me. And then just having him as, like, the ultimate bailout option. I mean, he score every time he touched the ball if, he, if he's a one-on-one. So <laughs> – you know, possession winding down and things aren't looking good. He's going to get us one. And, I mean, that's just always huge. That's what Nemhart said about him, too. Good bailout I mean, option. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say about Ju, too, like, the more we've played together, like, the more I know where, like, he likes to be on the court and how he likes to receive the ball and stuff. So, like, when you have a shooter that's just an ultra elite shooter like him, it's just so easy to play with. I, and even, like, I know when he like where he likes to cut from, too, now. So, like. You know, we kind of just have formed that, like, unspoken chemistry between us where we know where, like, I know where he's going to be and he knows where he needs to get to for me, like, for me to get him the ball easier because we're at our best when we're playing through him as well and wheeling and dealing in that regard, too. Sure. Yeah. I Normally, when, like, I give Drew my unsolicited, like, take on the team, I'm always like, man, like, Julian, just, like, if he's dropping 20 a night, then you guys are unstoppable. Like, like that little one-two punch. You know, every team yeah. needs, like, a one-two punch. So when you're able to, like, the other night, it just looked like when I was watching the game and you had the fourth foul and there's, like, eight minutes on the clock, I'm like, that's shitty because, like, you had a rolling. Then you yeah. get back in the game, you hit the three threes, you had the nice pass. Like, 
to Rasir, and it was like, okay, if he stayed in, he he maybe could have pushed for thirty five. Like you never yeah. know, you were hot. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was so I was sad when I picked up my fourth foul because like I got them all quick, like back to back to back. I got a flagrant on offense, and then I got a couple just like around the basket, and like I just remember I ran off the court and like ran into like the corner next to like where our locker room is. And I just had to scream under the bleachers real quick. I was mad. Then I came back to the bench. It was all good. I was so confused. I was like, where the fuck is Julian? Like, he's got his minute of rest. Like, where, where, where is he at? And we'd be at medias and bros just standing behind me. And I'm like, are we not going to get him, like, right in the huddle? Like, what are we doing? But I didn't realize he – the flagrant. I didn't realize you picked up your fourth like that. I was sad. Nah, I was hurt, man. All right. I, I got a crazy one for you. Who would you least want on the free throw line? Three seconds left, down one. Wow. Drew Timmy or Anton Watson? That's a crazy (laughs) question. I mean, you gave me two options. Yeah, you got to pay between Drew or Anton. Recency bias is going to say, like, I'd rather have Drew on the line. Because Drew, Drew last those game, he's been hitting them. I can't even lie. I've been hitting the past couple I've games. I've been butter. That's right. Anton had a rough one last game. So it's like sticking in my mind. All right, so take the recency bias out of it. Let's go, like, I don't know. When they were at a midway point of the year, they were fair. Like, beginning of the season, like, if you had to pick. I think I still got to go If you can eliminate the recency bias. I I still got to go with Drew. Because the thing with Drew is he'll shoot, like, 12 of them. So, like, I'll see about six go in regardless. So, like, I always see him making free throws at the same time. So, in this last game, he was taking his time. I don't know if you changed that on purpose, but it looked like you was taking your time a lot more on the line. Yeah, bro. Sometimes I just be like so like amped up and tight just from like the game and just how physical and like the juices are. Sometimes I just gotta like like reset myself because I'll be I'll be getting too intense sometimes. <laughs> you also can't really like let it like you'll let something easy distract you. Like if you look up at the scoreboard and you see you have 38 points, automatic two misses. <laughs> yeah, bro. Or like, bro, Julian knows this, bro. Like, we'll be about to shoot, bro, and it's dead quiet. And then someone will yell, like, stroke that thing, cuzzo, or something. Yeah, I'm like, that bro, that's, that's crazy that was, at home. That's crazy. That's why I'm not gonna lie. I like, I had to shorten my free throw routine. So, like, I'll shoot while it's still loud. And, like, I'll still even hear, the, uh, like, announcers saying, like, oh, Julian Strother uh, shooting two. Like, I'll already have the ball released because I don't even want it to get back dead quiet because that'll really mess me up. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, dead silent. And then, like, some, some one, like, drunk dude or some <laughs> shit will just yell something funny, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, fuck. Nah, <laughs> whole routine got to restart after that, bro. Yeah. So, uh... Kind of just changing uh, ways to just the draft process. Uh, what did you learn about yourself just going through the process? Because obviously, like, you know, the draft process, you hear a lot of bad stuff you do pretty much. So kind of how did that, like, help you evaluate yourself and also, like, kind of just grow into where you are now? Um, I think the process was, like, huge for me. You know, just being able to, like, go out there and, you know, actually talk to front offices from teams and then, you know, just being around all the guys, you know, me and you got the opportunity to go to the combine, which is like a super crazy experience, like a super long, long days of doing a whole lot of nothing. Like they're trying to drain you on. <laughs> so um, I think it definitely just helped, though, just to hear, you know, what what people are uh, looking looking for me to me to grow, like areas to improve, you know, what I'm doing well. And then at the same time, just like trying to figure out who you are as a person. I feel like that's. Uh, underrated aspect like when people talk about the process they don't talk about how much 
like those interviews are just geared to figuring out like who you are and like trick questions to try to see like how you'll answer them. But I mean, the process was huge for me. Yeah, no, nah, it's crazy how you have to like double down on all the past things you've said too. Cause like in the heat of the moment, they'll bring up something weird that you said or like, did you mean this? And it's <laughs> like, well, uh, looking, you know, like you have to really like own up to like who you are as a person. I think that is a very underrated part of the process. Nah, like going into my sophomore year, I was supposed to uh, play with the Puerto Rican national team um, for the for the World Cup, and I went down to Puerto Rico, and like the living, like the conditions that they kind of had us in were kind of shaky, and I felt like I was getting better when I was in Spokane. Like, I felt like I had a good thing going. So I ended up going back to Spokane to continue training. And um, I don't even remember what team it was, but we're in an um, interview, and one of them asked me what happened in Puerto Rico. I, I have no clue how they would even figure it out that I left or anything. But they were like, yeah, I heard you left um, when you were down there training. Like, what happened? And it's just like they know so many things about you that you would never expect. <laughs> if If you guys are, like, lying in an interview purposely, like – you have to do a good job to remember that lie, right? Just so, like, if they question you, I don't know. I don't. I mean, you no gotta, question. You got to assume people are lying in those interviews, right? Like, yeah, they they'll ask random things too, like, like what type of music you listen to. I like, I don't know if you got that question. I got that question like twice. Like, what kind of music I listen to, and I don't know if they were trying to like make an assumption of who i am off the music i don't know what it was <laughs> they're like they're like santa claus <laughs> you say g herbo they ain't fucking with you or something yeah i had to tell them i listen to like the gospel music and you know classical <laughs> beethoven <laughs> beethoven and Mozart, like. what are what are some of the things though you think you took away from it that you, you want to keep improving on your game so when you go back through the process this year like they're tightened up um most of the, most of the feedback i got was that they just wanted to see more you know this past or last year, obviously Chet, Andrew were on that team. You add in Drew and uh, Rob. I mean, we were all over like twelve points a game scoring, or around that mark. So it's like I didn't have to do too much last year. You know, Andrew and Drew had the ball in their hands most of the possessions, and Chet was finding his. You know, I was really just offensive rebounding, shooting threes, and cutting. Like those were my jobs. And, you know, so going through the process, they really just wanted to, you know, see more, like, creation, you know, being able to score, like, with the ball in my hands and not just as a catch-and-shoot guy. And then, obviously, just improving on the defensive end, which is, you know, something that I'm trying to work on every day. You know, it ain't going to be perfect, but I'm just still working on it. Amen. Yes, sir. Drew knows. I would say, like <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, I would say, like, from my eyes, like, the biggest area of growth for you is just your confidence as a player – I think last year, like, you would kind of get in your head a little bit, and this year, like, you're okay to miss a shot. You you know you're going to get the ball again. Like, this is continual growth. And I think people, like, you can attribute that to, like, your game winners that you've hit, which are owed. Like, you have to have the confidence to shoot those, but I think it just speaks to, like, you as a whole. Is you probably wouldn't have shot those shots last nah, year, no you know? Because you, you probably didn't have, like, the up – I mean, obviously you're confident, but, like, to have that confidence to pull those shots, like, those are big shots, and I think that's the biggest part of your game that – that I've seen just over our time together. Sure, man. Appreciate that, man. Got you, man. <laughs> we get real on the Timmy Pod, yeah, man. We, we do. Make our guests feel good. Like, 
We have a nice blend of like some jokes, but you know we can like, keep it a little serious every now and then. We also have a nice amount of hate on here too. We do a good job hating on each other a little bit. So if you got if you got some beef with Drew, you want to lay out on the pod, like, uh, feel free. Man. I think I think we good right now. We good right now. <laughs> yeah, we haven't played UFC since like last yeah, year or anything, so we're yeah, cool. We're good. We're good on that. Um, Julian, who's like a an NBA player you either look up to or try to model your game off of? You think you kind of resemble a little bit? Uh, in terms of like modeling my game or like just looking at someone that you know has similar like skill sets and talents, I always look at a guy like Clay Thompson. Obviously, he's just you know he's a big shooter, great touch, and you know I feel like he's super efficient with how he scores. I mean, there was like a game where he had like sixty points on eleven dribbles, and I feel like you know like if you look at like my forty point game a couple of weeks ago, like it's threes and floaters. Like there's nothing else. Like there's no wasted dribbles, no nothing. Like it's threes and floaters, and it's super efficient. So like I model my game with someone like Clay. I think the only difference is that he doesn't have like a forty-inch vertical too. So <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, for you. hopefully, hopefully that works for me, man. <laughs> you are slacking on the floaty celebration. I though. am. You don't be hitting. I it. don't. I'm the only one that. Re- yeah, I see every someone every now and then hits it, but like, explain you you shoot a lot of floaters and you just yeah, don't hit it, man. Explain what's the what's the floaty celebration for listeners? It's, it's here, it's right here. You, know, little, you gotta stay afloat, man. But yeah, with the amount of floaters I'm shooting right now, I gotta I gotta hop back a little. My celebration game is really crazy. I need to pick it up. Bro, you're good for like three, four a game. Just jump, stop, right block. Let it go. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They hit the same spot of the net every time. They don't hit any rim. Yeah. Like, and it's, <laughs> It's, it's funny because when I was in high school, my coaches were trying to tell me to, like, take it out of my game. Like, they hated it. They were like, you got to get rid of the floater. Like, it's soft. You got to go to the basket strong. Da, 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 da. Nah, no chance. Bro. <laughs> I mean, you do have the 40-inch vert. If I had that, I don't think I'd shoot as many floaters. But, you know. <laughs> Any coach calling a floater soft has got – Floater's OD it's shot. takes a lot of skill. Unguardable, too. Like – you can't really guard a floater. I love I love Drew's one foot running elbow floater. He just launches that thing. <laughs> I loved it. I, it's 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 a textbook Timmy move nah, right Drew, there. Drew gets a few buckets and you hit him on the short roll. He's shooting it from the free throw line. He got to get one yeah, every game. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's it's one for sure every game. I was in your bag though. I hit the dribble pull up last say game. That. That's crazy. One dribble pull up is crazy. <laughs> I thought about the float and I was like, nah, this got to be a jumper. Yeah, <laughs> but I wanted to shoot the floater. Crazy. I'm not going to lie. That was OD. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Julian, if you had to pick one Gonzaga, one former Gonzaga teammate you missed the most, uh, who would it got to be my boy, Jay Suggs, man. That's really, that's really my road dog, man. We were talking on the phone every day to this day. And we was roommates. Yeah, y'all are a little married couple. Man. <laughs> y'all, every time you, every time I walk in the locker room, I'm like, "Oh, is Julian talking to me?" And no, nah, it's like it's Jalen every time. <laughs> every time. It's really my road dog for sure. You guys were roommates on the road when he was one, his one year there. Not on the road, I don't know if Jalen had or Jalen mentioned it, but like they paired Jalen and Corey together on the road because I don't know if they had like a little animosity to start the season or what, but they had to build that chemistry quick. So they made Jalen room with uh, Corey on the road, but he was my housemate like for the apartment. Okay. Yeah, yeah J- Jalen told us a little bit about how he didn't like Corey at first. <laughs> <laughs> he told us a little bit That's about funny. it. All right, man, in your eyes, 
what's it going to take for us to make a run this year? I feel like I feel like we got the hard part out the way. You know, like our last few years together, we've been able to just kind of like steamroll by people in the regular season. And, you know, we're kind of relaxed when March come around, I guess you could say. Not that, like, we're just not taking it serious, but, you know, we, we've had a cool couple months where we were just kind of coasting and we got comfortable in what we were doing. But, I mean, this season has been a grinder. Every game, it's, it's every game is a late-game situation. And whether we're down 10 at BYU or whatever it is, overtime against St. Mary's, like we've we've been able to play in a bunch of close games, and I think that's been huge. But in order to take that next jump, I feel like we just got to figure out. We talk about it every day. We got to figure out how to way to put, you know, put together 40 minutes of defense. And, you know, once we figure that out, because, I mean, we have those great spurts where, we, like, we're all connected and we're getting deflections, diving on the ground. Everybody's covering each other's backs. But, I mean, there's just a time where it's like we just lose it and the other teams go on runs, and that's how we end up in them close games. Julian, what do you think, like, you know, we'll kind of finish up with this, but, like, the experience you're getting this year um, that you kind of maybe – you were getting last year but on a different level because you were – like you said, like – you only had a couple different roles this year. You got a lot more expectations. You said it's a grinder of a season. Like, how much do you think like you can feel the, you know, amounts of experience you're getting along the way just over the course of this year, where like you could take like little late game situations like a BYU, um, or even like a loss in overtime against St. Mary's, where you get into March Madness and you can apply like what you've kind of gone through then to kind of fix it in a bigger game down the road. Um, I feel like for me personally, like. Like Drew was talking about, there's been a couple games where I've taken some big shots from, you know, probably shots that you wouldn't want as a, as a coach. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's some shots that I take at the end of games that, you know, if I miss, <laughs> Coach Few is going to say something, you know. But I make it, I'm the hero. If I miss it, I'm the most hated. But, I mean, that's something that now I've gotten a couple games under my belt of, you know, like, these guys trust me to make those shots. Like, they literally, if the shot clock's winding down, you know, they're cool with just saying, forget it. Just do shoot from anywhere, from the logo, and then that's fine. And they're okay with that. And knowing that they're okay with that, I'm perfectly fine with it. So I'm shooting it with confidence every time in a late-game situation. And, I mean, these guys trust me. And then I feel like on defense – with the uh, the late game situations, we've had so many different, like, whether it's like up two or down three, you know, down two at BYU while they're shooting free throws, no timeouts. Like, we've gotten every single look that we could possibly want, and I feel like that'll really help. Yeah, man, we've got a we've got a lot of different situations that we've been in and stuff, and we've uh, you know, uh, sometimes losing is the best learning device, and I think that we're prepared because, like, in March, you're gonna face like an all athletic team and then you're going to face like a Bellarmine, you know, like just two different contrasts. And I think just being in those situations with a bunch of different types of teams will only, only help us down the road. But Julian, thanks so much for hopping on. We appreciate you and can't wait to get you back on the pod sometime. Sir, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. Julian, it's only right. I got to keep myself consistent on this show that I challenge you to a three-point contest. Challenge Corey, challenge Jalen. I want all the smoke. So oh, we, whenever you're we ready, can do man. that whenever, wherever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my man. Appreciate you, bro. All right, yeah. All right. 
Appreciate Julian for coming on. That was dope. We're going to take another quick break here, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we got Anton Watson joining us here on the Gimme Timmy podcast. So stay put. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back on the Gimme Timmy podcast, episode 15. Just had Julian Strawler on. Now we're going to have Anton Watson. Drew, talk to me, brother. Guys, got to interact with the podcast, man. Leave a star, write a review, and make sure you follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Gimme Timmy Podcast. And please subscribe. I know I forgot that. I'm working on I'm working on the whole interaction piece because it's a lot for me. Because you know, follow this, follow that, like interact. I throw it I, under one umbrella, but I feel like you've made up a couple crazy ones along the way. I I don't know where you pulled some of these out of your ass, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, Anton. Welcome into the Gimme Timmy Pod, man. Glad we finally got my ex roommate on the on the pod. Yeah, sir, man. I'm excited. Anton, Drew, Drew's been giving you a lot of props on your FIFA game that you're top dog. Uh huh. But he did, he's been telling me he's been in the lab a little bit. Like, what is he is he close to that level, or what's he <laughs> like? What's he got to do? Hey, he he's up there. You know, he's gotten me a couple times. You know, maybe on an off day for me, but. Um, he, he's definitely beat me a couple times, and he's getting better day by day. You know, we be on that grind. And off. Nah, this ain't yeah. no charity case over here. Don't don't do that. You're a better player, but it's it's close. Don't act like it. Hey, I got witnesses. I got witnesses. So you know, we could ask a lot of dudes. Um, but he, he's definitely he's definitely up there for FIFA skills. Oh man, that. How about how about this? How about a how about a real serious one? Who? Who's the worst free throw shooter? You, oh. you or Drew? Uh, um, based on last game, uh, probably me. Uh, but yeah, definitely need some work on both our free throws. What did What did Coach tell us today? We both hit rock bottom. Yeah, <laughs> it can't get any worse than that. And no way. So yeah. we're both going to just go up the mountain on other opposite sides of each other and meet at the top. That's kind of our new game plan to kind of attack attack the pro- issue. <laughs> Anton, I'm, I'm curious, though, like what, from your perspective, like what do you think fucks you up at the line? Like is it just mental for you? Uh, Yeah, I'll probably say mostly mental and then um, just 
sticking to my routine and just relaxing. Um, I shot so many free throws in my life. It's like, you know, just go up there and basically just shoot it with not really focusing too much on my mental, but it's basically just like shooting a layup. So uh, I think I just need to get back to the basics and just focus on putting the ball in the basket. I brought this up to Julian. I'd be interested on your take on this. I hate it when it's so quiet and then someone will yell, like, stroke that thing also or something, bro. Does that? Bro. <laughs> I, I don't know why we do that because it'll be super loud right before you're about to shoot it. And then, like, two seconds right before you shoot the free throw, it gets silent. Yeah. There's, like, one or two people just says something, like, out of pocket. And you're just like, <laughs> I like it on. way more, like, on the road when people are just yelling at That's us and shit. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather have someone yelling at me, like talking crazy and like i feel like i can shoot free throws better like that but i agree yeah. with that man but i guess we're not the guys who want free throw advice from either so uh <laughs> listeners i guess don't take our opinions <laughs> yeah no free throw advice from uh from these two maybe soon enough soon <laughs> soon we will <laughs> but uh changing changing course a little bit man um you've kind of had an interesting role throughout your time at gonzaga you know i'm you know, like Chet's gone and you've had to step up and then you've always had your injuries like early on. Like, has there ever been times where you thought about transferring and are you glad that you've stuck the course out so far? Because, I mean, you're you're really blossoming this year. Yeah, I, I would say there's been some times where I didn't know if I was in the right place or um, like just my progress. I just didn't know if I was getting any better or my mentality. Because, you know, I, I know I'm a good player and my confidence is still growing. But uh, I'm glad I stuck stuck with it. And I'm glad you stayed and a lot of other dudes stayed. Um, and it's, it's really a special group of guys, like, every single year. And my role has changed pretty much every year. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad I stuck with it. And I'll continue to just keep getting better. I'm, I'm glad you stuck with it too, man. And kind of just a follow-up question, like, how hard is it to play, like, being the guy that is Spokane, basically. I think you're probably one of the best hoopers to come from Spokane in recent memory. And, like, I can't imagine playing at, like, SMU right down the road. Like, that's a lot of pressure within itself. So how do you deal with that? Um, I really don't think about it too much. Uh, everyone just shows love. And, you know, I, I really try not to think about it, like, as a pressure thing, more as just, like, embrace the moment. And, you know, everyone just really – really shows love and wherever I go you already know like people just show love anywhere like Starbucks so it's it's really nice (laughs) yeah I I don't really look at it as as a pressure thing I think it's like yeah just embracing the moment what's the Anton Watson's uh go-to Starbucks order um it's like an essential for you I usually get bacon gouda maybe two of them um yeah (laughs) And then so I get a cream cheese on there too, or you just eat it dry? Nah, I get the sriracha. sriracha. And then okay. if I want to mix it up, I'll get like a bagel with cream cheese. Just a plain Okay, but I'm thinking maybe you were going to name a drink. You start talking about a bagel sandwich. Like, you don't, really, you're not going you there for the some pink drink sometimes. Yeah, the pink drink, I get the strawberry refresher with no strawberries. I don't God, really I like don't that. why people like those so much, man. Hey, it's not it. bad. It's really not bad. Like it just I mean, yeah, it's lemonade, but they're not like the hype around them. It's just I can't get yeah. into it. Can't get into it. It's pretty overpriced for just that, but right. 
Honestly, their water be hitting too. I just the triple (laughs) filtered water. (laughs) They got that good tap water. Yeah, bro. (laughs) What are they doing over there? They really do. So shout out Starbucks. (laughs) That's crazy. That is crazy. Shout out Starbucks water. Um, Tan, you uh obviously been playing with Drew and a lot like a, a staple. For your guys' game together is that high-low look, whether it's Drew throwing to you down low or you throwing to him. From your experience, your perspective, who do you think has the easier time throwing the high-low pass? Is it easier for Drew to get it into you, or is it easier for you to get it into Drew? What do you think? Uh, I would say it's probably easier for me to get it into Drew. Um, you know, he always finds a way to get open, and, you know, once he gets it right next to the hoop, it's pretty unstoppable, so... I'm always looking for it every time I come down the court. Like, we just make eye contact, and you just know, and I'm getting in the ball. But wide load down there. Hey, yeah, watch your mouth. <laughs> I think it's easier to get it into you just because, like, especially, like, last game, like, they have undersized guys guarding you too. So I feel like it's yeah. easier to get to you. But, yeah, man, we're just, like, two estranged lovers. We just lock eyes, and we just know it's time to link up, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because Anton's, no offense, Drew, more athletic than you. You can. Are you Drew has me, the dude? ability, really? To, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm Drew kidding. has the ability, the, the ability to toss the ball into a couple of different spots where you can kind of jump up and get it. Maybe a little easier than Drew. Not that Drew can't, but like a little bit more flexibility in that regard. But yeah, no, it really just depends on who we playing. Like, there's usually a guard on me most of the time, and like he just throws it up like to a spot where they can't reach it, and you know it's. Yeah, it's wraps from there. <laughs> yeah, and Drew's doing the when Drew gets it and the defender like tries to cl- like you know contest a shot, he's doing the two handed back backboard slap, and you're you're probably trying to dunk it. Yeah. Drew's Drew's not really he don't really like. Hey, two is two, two, two is two. <laughs> <laughs> when you did, I think your first two points the other day against uh, BYU, it was BYU or San Fran. You just had the the old fashioned left side of the rim <laughs> backboard two handed backboard slap. I'm like, bro, what is he doing out there, man? <laughs> hey, the bunnies come out for Drew just randomly. So, you know, when, when we see that, it's it's a special occasion. You know, we get hyped. He's above the rim type player. Yeah, especially <laughs> in practice. I got some stuff from practice. <laughs> All right, man. Next question for you: What players do you look up to and model your game after? Mm. That's tough. Uh, probably like there's a couple players. I think like uh, Kawhi Leonard, just because he can play defense and you know his offensive game is kind of in the post, mid range. He kind of does a little bit of everything. And yeah, I think him, Jason Tatum, I like watching. Um, honestly, there's a lot of guys like I can just take little pieces from. Um, even being a post, like, I mostly play post here. So, like, watching Jokic and Embiid, like, how they can pass with, when they got the ball in their hands and just the flow of the game, how they play. So, yeah. You know what I'm interested in? I think Zag fans would be interested to hear from you. Is like, what do you think is a couple parts of your game that people don't even really know you have in your bag? Because that can Zag, it's not really, you know, in your role to do. Yeah, um, I think my shot, I worked on it, like, so much. Um, I just need the confidence in games to shoot it. But, um, like, I can shoot three-point shots. Um, like, my pull-up game's not bad. Um, mid-range, I like facing up and getting to that little mid-range shot, kind of like LaMarcus Aldridge or something. But, yeah, just just things like that that people don't really see. Um, 
I can really I can really do. And I don't think people get it that much. That's like you can't just go on the court and just do whatever. Right. so yeah yeah let me like let that. me tell you about summertime ton he turns into basketball jesus this yeah. dude just in and out step back threes pull-ups like he's a demon in pickup but like i mean like <laughs> but like we're all limited on the court to what we can do because you have to play within the system obviously but like he definitely has a lot in his bag that he's not able to show i would say yeah you yep. can you can tell where you're out there that it's like you got a little extra shit to you. Same thing with Drew. Like, Drew could play out on the perimeter more. Yeah, no, it's just not real. your guy's role. You like, know? me and Drew in the summer were basically playing guards. Like, we were playing, like, right. guards. Like, step backs, whatever. And, you know, it really opens up a lot. Like, you see a bunch of different dudes scoring in different ways. And, like, I never knew Drew had that in his bag. But, yeah. Let me, let me tell you about the greatest pickup squad ever assembled. You would actually be the perfect piece to this team, Noah. It was you're yeah. It would me. be it was me, Ton, my dad, and my brother, and you would have been the perfect yes. complement to our squad. We could have wow. It was a vicious squad at Lifetime Fitness. We were we were nah, chefing. I'm on there. I'm with that. Stretch the floor. I'll sit in the corner. I'm good with yeah. that. I, I swear to God, though, I've seen you guys like. There's been multiple moments where the both of you have gotten a rebound and pushed 94 feet, and like. You're moving that thing. Like, you're dribbling with confidence. You're taking these long strides. Like, you're playing low. Yeah. Nobody's stealing the ball from you. Like, so I think when you see a big take it coast to coast, like, there's glimpses of, like, there's probably a little bit more to that kid's game if he can do that. But, yeah, so I thought I thought that would be interesting to hear about. What If you had to name one former Gonzaga teammate that you missed the most, who would it be? Uh, I would – I always say like Killian, but we Killian's back here. Like we see him quite a bit now. But um, when we were freshmen, like he was probably one of the funniest dudes, and uh, you can tell he worked on his game. And there's a lot of things that me and Drew could pick up from because he was a senior while we were freshmen. But uh, yeah, he was just good to be around and funny dude. Like, <laughs> what about the captain, man? I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised about like, that one. Obviously, Marty. You know, Marty's the goat. Uh, that's that's part of the trio, me, Drew, and Marty, and mm-hmm. he he's the one that put us on FIFA. So that, that's fast. That, that basically explains a lot. All right, man. In your eyes, what's it going to take for us to make a deep run? Mm, I'll just say locking in and just everyone buying in to having faith that we're gonna win every single game. Um, you know, people on the outside think they know a lot but it's it's really about us and I you know it too like we can we can win against good teams we beat Alabama like it's just going to take us all buying in and that focus um through that tournament because it's it's not easy that's for sure shit is hard (laughs) I don't think people realize how hard it is even in the WCC like just how like all these games have been grinders people like Gonzaga's falling off like no our conference has gotten better like I don't Really think we've really had a cupcake game in conference like people think we do all year, which is crazy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it. I think I think it's possible though. Like we we all got faith and we got a good group of guys. Really gonna take defense and rebounds. I think because the offense the offense is there. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys are still the number one scoring team in the country, which is great. But yeah. it's pretty inspirational. Um, let before we let you go, what um, what do you think about Coach View came on the podcast and he said that like you guys are a team that like doesn't talk. 
Like you guys don't communicate. <laughs> that's like, prime like, candidate number one right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I guess there's maybe a little truth to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's been saying that since freshman year, like for me. So I, I hear it all the time. And um, yeah, I just say it's the group of guys. Like not everyone's super vocal and just talks, just talk like um, for me, for myself, like, I don't speak that much, but when it's important, like I try to speak up and uh, especially my role on defense like this year, it's like I got to be a leader and speak up a lot more and I think I got better at it and it's definitely helped me. But yeah, like he says, I, I think he says that every year. Oh, no question. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. every year because we I mean, we came in together and everything. It's always Anton talk more like Drew Drew. Don't talk more like Anton. Like, he's always just saying stuff like that because it's him. Yeah, Drew would just be talking in practice just on the sideline or just talking to someone. He'll get mad at him. And then, yeah, I won't call out a screen or something. He's just pissed. I'm like, all right. (laughs) We're we're both fighting a losing battle with that one. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. But, Tom, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. We know you're busy with your new podcast, but we just want to say appreciate the time, and hopefully you can come back on, man. Hey, appreciate it, y'all. This has been a presentation of the College Athletes Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.